Am I on? Does it matter? I assume that you control that. Well done on pastor appreciation. The home. That is good. Um, May I move this? Is that recording me? Is that doing anything? Well, I say if um, you can always come back and learn how to ride a bicycle or something like that, you never forget. Well, it's been a while since I've done this, so uh, bear with me. And uh, I hope to find out that um, as we come together as church, uh, that the church is just wonderful. There are those who don't appreciate her, who would judge her, who find it boring, irrelevant. I just love the church. And I love particularly uh, the local church. I think God does too. Uh, so what I'd like to do this morning is go to 1 Peter chapter 2 and find out some uh, parallels, um, fulfillment between Old Testament and New Testament regarding the church and how we are built up. Dennis, you have a hard time. All you can do is see his eyes out there. Man. We can't just... No, we can't. Uh, so we're in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, there's, a, there's an old saying that I carry around in my head, teach, uh, the old is by the new explained, the new is in the old contained. Anybody ever hear that? We learn about the importance of the Old Testament, what it means through the New Testament, but the New Testament is always in the Old Testament. Jesus is always in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. So First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 4, I'll begin reading God's Word. Uh, as you come to him, the Lord, Jesus. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Old Testament, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And they stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. God, this is your word. We need you. We need your word. We need your life in us. So Holy Spirit, use, continue to use our time in worship and attention to your word 
for your honor and for your glory, for the building up of this most holy church and in our individual lives. For your sake, amen. I uh, went to breakfast this last week with a friend and uh, we wound up at the Huddle House in Chickamauga. Uh, it's a great place. And uh, we were served, uh, our server came over and uh, we got engaged in a little bit of conversation and uh, found out that she had a son who was six years old who uh, had a tooth problem and he had to go to the dentist and here she is serving and she's like maybe 23, 24 years old. And the more that you engage in conversation and find out some things that are going on in her life, the more things go downhill. Uh, was married, divorced, lives with her boyfriend. And as she is telling her story, uh, she starts crying. I said, well, this is a little uncomfortable. Uh, we listen and uh, said, okay, uh, listen, we're going to pray for our food. Mind if we pray for you? No, oh, that'd, be, that'd, that'd be all right, I guess. So we prayed for her and prayed for her son. And prayed that God would open up her heart even. Uh, she was closed off. What hope and what help is there for people? What are we going to do? How are we going to react in our world? We are called to be the church of Jesus Christ, not just so that we can grow in him. Growing in him is very important. But God has always had a heart for the nations, for people that are outside the kingdom so that all people could be drawn in. And so uh, here we are as the church. And if uh, we miss anything else this morning, I hope that you see in the church and what God has called us to, that there is this glory of Jesus Christ to have your faith and trust to just break away fear and to give relief to weakness and weakness of faith and maybe some doubt for Christ followers and to really find an anchor for our soul uh, to help you stand firm and steadfast in the trials and the storms that come. So uh, I, for whatever else goes on in what I'm going to talk about as the church, remember the church is God's doing, God's building. Nicene Creed said, I, says, I believe in one holy Catholic universal apostolic church. Confession of faith, chapter 25, the Catholic or universal church, which is invisible, consists of the whole number of the elect that have been, are, or shall be gathered into one under Christ, the head thereof. Christ is the head of the church. This is the church. You are part of the church of Jesus Christ. The church starts with Jesus in our, we've just taken a little passage here in 1 Peter chapter 2, and even that little section is just too much, but we'll try to make our way through. Um, to see yourselves as the people of God, living in the presence of God, so that we may have an op so we have the uh, calling or the opportunity to reach out into our world so that uh, people would come to Christ in order to be his 
and to worship him and for his glory. So Peter says, as you come to him, verse 4, as you come to him, a living stone. This living stone is Jesus. The church starts with Jesus, ends with Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's not about you. It's not about what you think. It's not what others think. This is about Jesus. He is called the living stone. Old Testament language, Isaiah chapter 8. Old Testament. Um, This is the one. This is the stone has come. This is the Lord of hosts. Him shall you honor as holy. He will become a sanctuary and a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling. So here we are fulfilling Isaiah chapter 8 in 1 Peter. Peter addressing these believers to know that Jesus is this living stone, invincible strength, everlasting endurance. He is the foundation. He is this living stone. He has eternity. He is eternity in himself. Um, This eternal life that he gives to all of his people. So living, we are alive. We are alive in Christ. He is the living stone. Uh, He will prove that through his death and through his resurrection, but he is alive. This living stone is rejected by people. Just rejected. That means that at least they have heard in order to reject, but they have rejected this living stone. They have trampled on what God has done. Uh, This is some of that Old Testament language from Psalm uh, 118 that's in verses uh, 6 and 7 and 8. This stone that comes that is rejected by other people. But unto God's people, those who accept, he is the chosen and precious stone. Not trampled, but treasured. He is chosen. He is the foundation of the church. He is precious. He is honorable and worthy of our worship. Therefore, with this kind of Christ, uh, Peter is saying, Come to him. So he starts out, as you come to him. So as you come to him, you are the church. What are we? Well, we're living stones. We are called together. We are going to be built one on top of the other. So have this image of this foundation stone, this living stone, and built on top of that Even though he's the head of the church, built on top of that are these living stones, which are you and me, those who come to Christ, and they are put together. They are put together, and as they are put together, the idea of the temple comes together. And with the temple is the presence of God. We do not walk around by ourselves, but as we come to Christ, God is present with us. He is in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are not alone. As you are a living stone, you you are one of the stones and you are uh, part of the people of God. If you remember, the, the heart of, the, the heart of the, all of Scripture, the heart of our relationship with God is this great covenantal promise, if you will, that God will be a God to us and we will be a people unto him. That's you. That's me. You're God's. There's some Old Testament language that I'd like you to be familiar with in the next couple of minutes. and uh, um, You may get... Too much information, but we're going to try it out anyway. Exodus chapter 19. 
Uh, you can listen. You can turn there. Um, I know you're going to use your phone, aren't you? Um, Exodus chapter 19. Uh, Israel. Uh, let me let me just back up a little bit. Um, when I was a teenager, I didn't go to start going to church until I was a teenager. But when I went to church, um, we have a friend here from Mississippi. I lived in uh, North New Jersey, and uh, we had a Bible teacher come to our Sunday school class, all of about three people. Um, and his name was Othi Ballard. That's a good Mississippi name, I think. I don't know anything about, much about Mississippi, but that was his name, Othi Ballard. And he had a big, thick, Schofield reference Bible. I thought, wow. Now, if we know anything about our background or our covenantal theology, a Schofield Bible, you say, mm. But at least what that Bible does is it takes all of Scripture and tries to put it together. Now, I would take, I would correct some of the way that it's put together, but at least uh, Schofield tried to put Scripture together. Sometimes we, think, we take the Bible and we say, oh, this is kind of like a box of Lucky Charms. You know, pull out a verse here, pull out a verse there, pull out. At least he saw some of the continuity of Scripture. So, so now we're moving into this kind of a continuity in which God talks with Israel. Israel, I think, is the Old Testament church, uh, like unto the New Testament church. So now they are going to assemble themselves before Sinai on the third new moon after the people of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt. On that day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. This is that big mountain, fire, Ten Commandments, Sinai. And they set out from Rephidim and came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they encamped in the wilderness. There Israel encamped before the mountain while Moses went up to God. And the Lord called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptian and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, keep my covenant, you shall be my, underline it, circle, whatever you can do on your phone, treasured possession among all peoples. For the entire earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. You, holy, priest, treasured possession. Flip through to Isaiah. Isaiah, uh, all, um, this is in uh, chapter 43. Verse 20, the wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, and I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they may declare my praise. The reference in Hosea is, uh, you were not my people, but now you have become my people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. 
You are the people of God. The church of Jesus Christ is the people of God, living stones built together based upon the foundation of the living stone. You are his and you are possessed by him. The relationship between God and his people, even though it be broken by sin, lo on me, we are made to be the people of God so that we might bring praise unto him. Here in, um, there in Exodus 19, it is God's people who are assembled together. Another great imagery from Old Testament to New Testament that the church of Jesus Christ is God's assembled people, possessed by him. They are his possession. They come together in great assembly. And you can read through Old Testament, uh, all the assemblies uh, uh, that, that came along when God's people would come together. So what we do together here on a Sunday morning even here, even pandemic, even mass, whatever it is, we're not just kind of getting together and do church here in Chattanooga Valley. We are part of God's calling of his people together so that we might assemble ourselves before him, bring worship to him, and to proclaim his holy name. As we do that, God says, here is my dwelling. I will dwell here. Here is my presence. Leviticus says, I will, uh, I, I will make uh, my dwelling among you, and my soul shall not abhor you, and I will walk among you, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. God is with us. Whoa. If that's true, if I know anything about the Old Testament, like that's, that could be a scary thing, right? Maybe fire comes because God is so holy, and you are not. At least the person who's next to you is not. You might be. So God makes this way for us that we would be his. And it doesn't happen from us, but you know that it happens from him. That he has sent his one and only son, this living stone who himself has come. Chapter, I'm back in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. So there has been an atonement made. Atonement has always been necessary. And you can trace the atoning work of Jesus Christ through all of scripture, beginning in, 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 in the Garden of Eden when sin has entered in through, through Adam and to Noah and Abraham and to Moses and to David and the shedding of blood and atonement that comes in order to purchase you as God's holy possession, assembled together as his people. Now, if we're going to use the temple analogy, uh, John chapter 2, Jesus tells people who are out against him, second chapter of John, right beginning, uh, you can destroy this temple, and in three days, I'll build it. And they were thinking about physical buildings, but I think in John chapter 2, what you have is Jesus saying, I am the fulfillment. I, I am God's presence. This is God. I am God. And so that we have this presence of Jesus Christ in the temple itself. So that we become his and we are uh, brought together by him. Um, he has come as God present with us 
the first chapter of John, he came and he dwelt among us, he tabernacled amongst us, that we find in him the temple. Uh, last week, John chapter 14, in Jesus' prayer, Pastor Dennis, and uh, I just need to reference it, but the Holy Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will take up residence in you and will dwell with you. The Holy Spirit becomes ours and we are his. So close is this relationship. So, so now we're, we're brought together with Jesus. He, here, here he is as the living stone. We are the spiritual stones built upon him. Now, now there is the presence of God who comes. That presence of God comes through the Holy Spirit. So we don't live our lives just by ourselves, but by Christ who lives in us, by Christ who sent his spirit within in us so that we have this Holy Spirit of God to lead us. We have become a new creation. The old creation has passed away. We are being transformed into the image of Christ, putting on Christ, worshiping Christ. I become a child of God, just as I would be predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. I find that absolutely amazing. So close. This, this relationship is a closer, the closer relationship than the relationship between husband and wife. Uh, I've always wrestled with Ephesians chapter 5 in this, this great um, uh, description of the relationship between husband and wife. But then Paul says, and I am speaking about Christ and the church. Uh, we are nigh, Ruth and I are now nigh unto 50 years married. It is incredible to marry at five years old or whatever that was. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm still learning things about her that I didn't know from before. Um, sometimes they say we start looking, uh, that married people that old start looking like each other. I think that's unfair because she's so beautiful and I am not. Um, but there's a depth of relationship that builds an intimacy and a union that is marvelous. And the Apostle Paul says the relationship between Christ, ministry of the Holy Spirit, is a deep, profound mystery. But it's yours. So he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own. Anybody know that song? That's every day. For you, for me, as we come together, walking together, uh, doing our lives together as the church of Jesus Christ, so he is with us. If you're familiar with Galatians chapter 5, I think the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, flows out of the attributes of God. And the attributes of God can be taken and move through us in a way that is prompted and given only because we are able to live each day with this 
ministry of the Holy Spirit with this presence of God in our lives that I am not left to myself. So take any one of them. What do you need? You want to talk about the goodness of God? Then let's talk about the goodness of God. Let's do that as a church. We'll tell our, uh, the, the Hanson family story. That's where, we're, that's where we can be headed. So that as we tell stories like that, we see the goodness of God. Do we need the guidance of God? Well, there's no, there's no mystery here. He is the one who prompts you and guides you and leads you. You are not alone. My, my, my love, if there's anything going in there, love flows out of a, a love of God, out of, out of who he is. So that now as, as God uh, leads me, as I live in his presence, as he is present with me, as I am his and he is mine, so I am able to love. You can take all of these different, you need peace, you need comfort, you need consolation, you need life itself, you need assurance of your salvation, you need faith or trust or strength or mercy or grace. We find these in Christ living in the midst of the Holy Spirit every day and we can every moment because we are the children of God. So why would you ever absent yourself from church? I don't know. I know our faith can come and go. It can be strong one day and smaller the next. But you know, and you're getting story after story after story here, how much we need this living stone who is our foundation, but each other as spiritual stones being built up. So think of some stories. Think of some places where God has been so incredibly good. You've been chosen by him before the foundations of the world. You've been loved with an everlasting love. Christ has come to redeem your soul, call you to himself, make you to be his, and assemble you together as the church of Jesus Christ. Well, now we summarize the rest of it because our time is done. Or do I have to 11? Yeah, that was a, that was a nervous laugh. <laughs> so let me, let me, uh, so what are we going to do? Matthew 9 says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing all their people's diseases. And when he went around and he saw the crowds of people, Matthew says that he had compassion upon them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. the story of the Good Samaritan. Someone being taken care of 
gets beat up. He couldn't provide anything for himself. Everything is provided for him that he couldn't provide for himself. Why? If you read that story, it's because the one who is beaten up, the one who comes to his rescue, it says he had compassion upon him. How do we look at other people? Can we enter into their story? Can we love them? Show them the way. Rob prayed this morning, all at Chattanooga Valley, that the news would just go through, to be involved in the lives of other people. So you were once not a people, but now you have become the people of God. You once did not receive mercy, but you have received mercy. And what is our purpose now? So that we may proclaim or declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness of your own rotten sin and has called you into his marvelous light to proclaim his praises. That's what we get to do, isn't it? I know we're not good. I know we don't have it all together. God has done something in our lives so that we may be able to bring it into the lives of other people. What's our choice? We can circle the wagons. Let's figure out our own little compound and we can live and love as Christians and it'll be wonderful. No, you got to live with each other all the time. My mind is wandering. Never mind, we won't go there. Um, Yes, we will. Uh, No, never mind. Um, This is terrible. Um, You are the church of Jesus Christ. You are. Maybe there's someone here who is not, or is not yet. Or maybe we have friends or family members that, are not yet, and we will continue to reach out to them. Uh, We will continue to love them, no matter where they may be in this particular period in their lives. So that this temple will be built, presence of God to descend, and we will stand together as the church of Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going to come. You don't either. But there may be a time where it's even more persecution. I happen to think that we have wonderful lives. We get to live in the life that Jesus has offered. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. What a way to go, isn't it? Uh, Happy to be part of the church. Happy to be here. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, First Peter, he just presents this way of which we are the church of Jesus Christ. Live it out, bring other people in, and God be praised in it. Let me pray. Uh, Thanks, Lord, for your goodness to us and your grace. Probably any one of us in this room could just think back to what it was like to live without you. 
to look into our world and see what we have or what we don't have and say that we will trust you in it, trust you for it. Father, keep your hand upon this church for their pastor and for their leadership and for its membership, for its associations, for its witness in this world. Continue to use her as a light shining forth so that all the nations may come, so that Christ would be glorified, that his glory may be given over all the nations. Uh, We pray together, and we pray in his great name. Amen.